previously on Dial M for Magic. Still divided, the gang struggles to figure out what to do. After talking with Treble and recovering an old police scanner, they realize the Abbey's after them. The chase is on. They sneak out a window and begin their escape. Just when they begin to feel they are in the clear, a shot rang out. Kitty's been hit! Will the group make it back to Treble in time? Will the doctor be able to help Ernest? You'll have to tune in to find out on today's episode of Dial M for Magic. So Beelzebuts is a all-tiefling, which is to say all the performers are tieflings gentlemen's club, catering to the wealthy or the people who pretend to be wealthy. Uh, inside is very opulent, um, a lot of red and gold leathered seats, uh, a very intricate bar done in an art deco style. There is tasteful but sensible lighting in most places within the bar um, so it's not too dim but it's not too bright either uh, there's a stage for the performers uh, there's also a stage for uh, additional entertainment such as musicians or I was gonna say clowns but I don't think that anybody really goes in for clowns anymore so uh, juggler jugglers uh, what does the speakeasy look like around where Treble is The right speakeasy now? is, I mean, it's not as nice, but it, by definition it can't be as nice because it's supposed to be off the grid. The speakeasy is one of those rare combinations of hospital and bar. That <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, never classic. gets old. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that, everyone. I just, that, that's, I can't keep a straight face with that. Um... There's, the hospital portion is basically a number, uh, probably eight uh, lie-down cots, which are separated by white cloth partitions. Uh, the walls are lit with glowing mushrooms in kind of a bluish-white light. And there is a small, a small bar tacked into the corner, which has one of the blue velvet suited attendants, or crushed velvet, I should say, suited attendants. And uh, most recently, he gave Kitty a drink from a marshmallow whiskey. That's right. Marshmallow whiskey sounds terrible. He gave, he gave me a whole bottle of marshmallow whiskey, not even just a drink. Oh, that's right. It was a whole bottle. It's like having, like, cinnamon-flavored tequila. <laughs> oh, oh, that's Cinnamon tequila is a great that is That is truly horrific. Oh. All right. What, what is Treble doing in this bar? So, Treble is... Treble is going to get up from the table. He's kind of wiping, kind of looking away and wiping the, the tears from his eyes after that uh, emotional moment that he doesn't like to share. So he kind of um, calls base by just patting his side and walks out and mutters to himself, I think I'll have a dart. He goes outside and lights up just stands just outside of Beelzebuts kind of to the side where the smoking area might be or can you smoke inside in Beelzebuts is this a I, I'm thinking of a progressive you know 2021 world but this isn't that so can I smoke inside 1920s you probably can. you can smoke <laughs> you can smoke at the hospital it's so far back you have to smoke inside <laughs> like, you have to smoke <laughs> while you're waiting hospital. for your baby you can like 
chug down on a fucking cigar. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, your knee hurts? Here's some opium. <laughs> I'll still go outside, though, just to get some fresh air. That's always my favorite when someone steps outside to get fresh air and then they chug down on a cigarette. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. I'm going to get some fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> It's filtered. It's got a filter on it. So, <laughs> mm. uh, so I'll step to the side, kind of walking, kind of not making eye contact with the bouncers because I already pushed my luck once today. So I'll just kind of step to the side. <coughs> yes, I know that Ernest is sick. <coughs> yes, I am doing everything that I can to help him. You're being ridiculous right now, base. No, don't give me that attitude. Don't you walk away. Stupid cat. So then I went to the right and base was giving me attitude. So he went to the left and is sitting on the left hand side of the door. So periodically cars will go by. Um, and the same party goers or the same sort of people as the party goers that the other group encountered will occasionally walk by the club. Um, but they're not really paying much attention to you. Um, at one point though, a car with flashing lights on top zooms by you going in the direction of the blue leaf apartments. Uh, when I see that, I kind of turn and flip up my, the collar of my jacket and kind of turn towards the club and kind of look look the opposite directions just so they can't see my face at all when they when they drive past um at that i'll and flick my cigarette out into the street and then head back into the club signaling to base and head back down stairs uh to the bar okay um, as you as you get up to the bar, the elf uh, sort of doctor person that you talked to earlier comes rushing up to you. He's like, uh, uh, "Sir, sir, uh, your friend your friend is getting worse." What do you mean getting worse? Well, come uh, come over here and look. And he like takes you takes your arm and like drags you over, and he has like one of those. He has a, what is essentially a flashlight, like a white, just a flat white flashlight beam. And he puts it on Ernest's uh, wound, like on his chest. And you can see that where the, the bullet entered the body, the flesh around it is now black. And it's slowly spreading. A Morgul blade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that joke. Let's get more Lord of the Rings in here. I'll feel more at home in this podcast. Henry's <laughs> response: Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Well, it's canon now. <laughs> canon now. A morgul, a morgul gun. <laughs> you know, Chekhov's smoking morgul gun. <laughs> I, I look at the doctor. Do you have any king's foil? King's foil? That's it's a weed! weed. 
if we start quoting Lord of the Rings, I'm going to do the whole movie. <laughs> What's this? A bard caught off his guard. Hey, hey did you know when, when Viggo Mortensen kicked that helmet, he, he actually broke his, <laughs> he broke his toe and that scream was real? True story. Folks. <laughs> Justin, you thought this podcast couldn't get any nerdier. I'll look at the doctor and say, have you ever seen anything like this before? Uh, you know, I mean, we're a we're a hospital inside of a strip club. I I can't say that I have. Uh, if I had to guess, you know, it sort of looks magical. And he kind of just gives you a shrug. Is there anything you can do for him? I mean, I can make him comfortable at least for a while. But uh, you know, I I'm just a real doctor could probably could probably do something but uh again i'm i'm just a volunteer physician inside of a strip club is this guy i had assumed that this man was like an illegal cleric he's just a like a dude he's actually a veterinary assistant (laughs) (laughs) no like he's a real doctor but it's like it's not his i think of it more like doctor yeah like you know when doctors lose their medical license but they still have medical knowledge it's kind of more like that what did this man do? <laughs> okay, maybe maybe that was a maybe that was a bad example. Um, he could have stolen money from his clients or something, like embezzling or something, and they took his his doctor's license away. He could still be a good doctor without like killing people. <laughs> or he just killed a bunch of people. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, or that. There's no middle ground. It's one or the other. Do you know anyone who could help him? Uh, this time of night. I mean. You could probably go to a major hospital. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. You've got to deal with the insurance. And, you know, if you're if you're not insured and you're out of your network... Uh, actually, that's just that's just real life. That's not even with the show anymore. <laughs> too real, too real. Pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a couple of people, but they're kind of on the fringe. Uh, uh, I don't know if you'd... I mean... Do you believe in acupuncture? Uh, what is that? What kind of question is that? Do you believe it's a thing? <laughs> like, do you believe that, that exists? Do you believe that there are people out there who practice acupuncture? <laughs> here, here. Actually, he's like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, there is somebody who, who might be able to, to give you a hand here. Um, I will say he's a little sketchy. Uh, and he hands you, like, an, an old business card. Sketchy is my favorite kind. A guy of who is a doctor without a license persons. in a hospital that's inside a strip club just told you to go to someone sketchy. And, and, and Treble's like, yes! Point. Sketchy mm, to yes. him. Yes, give me that. More, please. <laughs> it's gonna be super simple to convince Kitty to go do this. <laughs> I I appreciate it. Uh, how long do you think he has? I mean, at the rate this is spreading, probably not more than a day or two. Then we must make haste. And I go over and... I don't know what this guy can do. Uh, like, I don't know what this doctor can do. Clearly he's not the most uh, proficient in his in his trade so i'm going to try and cast healing word 
on Ernest just to see if I can at least slow the spread of the of the I was going to say of the darkness uh, <laughs> of the of the black stuff that's coming from his wound. I know it's not going to fully heal him, but I'm just hoping that maybe I can slow that process a bit. What word do you use for healing word? Uh, it's a D four. No, what which words three. do you say? <laughs> what word? Yeah. Oh, what words? Um, Bitch, get your ass up. You are not that hurt. I really wanted you to say, you shall not pass. Stand down. <laughs> Fly, you fools. <laughs> no, I I look at him and I, I'm sure the, do- the doctors kind of put like bandages on the wound. So I'm just going to kind of press my hand as lightly as I can on the wound and base has also jumped up on the bed and has put his paw on top of my hand that's adorable i look at Ernest and i say you have to get revenge you cannot die now and i cast healing word and he heals for four i don't know if that will do anything but it's all i got i'm going to is there a phone number on the business card that I got. Oh, yeah, what, what's the name on the business card? What's the name? Of the oh yeah, yeah. Here? I'm gonna I'm gonna read the business card. What does the business card say? So first of all, it's not really a business card. It gives an address and then part of a phone number, and then at the very okay. bottom, uh, it says "Attention, Medical First Mate, Hush Puppy Jones." Nice. <laughs> Hush Puppy Jones. <laughs> Sounds sketchy. <laughs> it sounds sketchy as fuck. <laughs> uh, you said there's only part of a phone number. Well, you're, it's a full phone number. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna look at base and in feline in cat. What is? Is there a language that cats speak? In we'll say feline. In feline, I'll tell him to watch Ernest and get me if things worsen. And I'm going to go over to the phone that I called Kitty on earlier, and I'm going to call Hush Puppy Jones. God, I can't wait to hear what Hush Puppy Jones sounds like. Do you want miniatures that are larger than life? <laughs> They're not that large, actually. They are miniature. <laughs> So we got our first ad today, and I'm very excited about it because it is Irritated Kraken Minis, and they are made by my good friend Mike. Yeah, as a 3D printing hobbyist, I gotta say, the, the quality of these miniatures are, are top-notch. Like, I got the, the Ninja Turtles, and they came, and they were amazing, and uh, I just couldn't be happier with how they turned out. I've just really enjoyed painting them and seeing... Uh, learning tips from how Irritated Kraken paints them, because also it's an incredible painter. You can see his stuff on Twitter. He actually taught me how to paint minis, like, way back in the day. That was before he started Irritated Kraken minis, so we were just, you know, using some ones that had been ordered online, and he, like, taught me how to do, like, this is how you make eyes look good, and this is how you do, like, a wash to give it all the you know, details and stuff. So I'm very excited now to have seen him grown from just like a guy who likes minis into like this professional artist who has his own like 3D printing miniatures business, which you can find on Etsy. It's uh, Irritated Kraken. 
I'm super excited because he put some of my favorite races to play, like in-game, Genasi and Dragonborn. I love playing Dragonborns, I always have. And so it's super cool to be able to see those. And he's got new minis coming out all the time, but like that those two just came out. I'm like, oh, I got to get my hands on some of those. And Oh, and every one comes with a base too. You know, no having to worry about your, your minis toppling over on the table because nobody likes a, a floppy mini. Oh yeah, the bases are so helpful. I have a little holder that grabs it by the base. So when you're painting, you don't have to touch it with your hand. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, the, he actually introduced me to um, a hack that you can do where you can use like a wine bottle cork to make one of those. Oh, interesting. But yeah, it it's it's really cool. All his stuff is like really high detail. And I've gotten a lot of ones actually like when he's first testing out a new mini, he'll like print it several times to make sure it's absolutely perfect. Um, so I've gotten a lot of like the slightly imperfection ones, which I feel like they still look perfect to me. So like the fact that you're only paying like $8 for this, like completely like absolutely perfect mini is really impressive. Yeah. It's crazy how cheap they are. I was so impressed. Yeah. So check out uh, irritated Kraken on Etsy. And if you use M for magic in the promo space, you'll get 10% off your order too, which I mean, $7 and 20 cents for a mini is pretty awesome. It's crazy. It's a steal at twice the price. Yeah, he's got, you know, playable character races. He's got all sorts of really cool monster races. You should just definitely check him out. Uh, that code, again, is M4MAGIC, all capitalized, all one word, and that's for 10% off uh, your whole purchase. Meanwhile, on the roof of the Blue Leaf, or actually, I guess it's not the Blue Leaf, it's the building next to the Blue Leaf, so, Kitty, you just took some shrapnel damage to your hand, mm -hmm. and all three of you are now on the roof. Mm -hmm. You can see, because of where the uh, fire escape ladder puts you out, you're kind of on the, the corner of the building that's closest to the street. Uh, you can see that there are two cars that have been parked, or that are parked, rather, um, that have flashing lights on top. In front of you, rising over the fire escape on the side opposite from you, are three uniformed individuals. Before you roll initiative, you hear, Do not resist. Resistance will be met with potentially lethal force. Oh god. I mean, they've already shot at us, so... I'm a baby! I have 18 hit points. I have 17. And Don't shoot at me. Are you yelling this at the people across the street? Like, yeah, I have 18 I'm so hit points. I'm baby. I'm baby. Don't hit me. I'm baby. Um, I got a 21 initially. I got a 19. Of course you did. I got a 10. <laughs> uh, well, Red, it's you. Okay. Can you describe um my options of where to go? Am I just... I assume that I'm just going to run across this roof to the next roof, but, like, is that going to get me into more trouble? Uh, General perception on where to go. Sure. Okay. Can I make a perception check on where the fuck I'm supposed to go? Um, 17. I'm looking for the safest way out. Okay. So... You can do one of two, well, three things. You can go back down the fire escape that you just came up. 
you can run across the roof of the building that you're on past the people that just walked up and down that fire escape or you can attempt to jump from this building to the next one over and that gap would be less of a gap than what you had jumped before i would like to do that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do some spider-man shit and just jump around on buildings for a little bit i think spiderman um yeah, I'm I'm going to run. Um I assume I can make it over there with my movement or maybe with movement and dash. Uh you can, but it will put you right next to one of the people. Okay. Um well, well, let me look at what I can do here. What does that person look like? They have weapons? Do they have a gun? They do not have a gun. They have a trench coat on and the fedora. So kind okay. of your your atypical uh, gumshoe detective outfit. And in their hand, they have a truncheon. Like a billy club. Okay. I am going to cast a cantrip blade ward on myself which will give me um, resistance against bludgeoning damage until the until my next turn. There you go. So, well, that's convenient. Um, I have resistance <laughs> yeah. to that, which should be good, and I'm going to run past him and try to jump to the other building. And I assume he will try to hit me. Uh, he will try, yes. Hopefully he Which will. Which I think resistance just means he has disadvantage. No, you, you take half. You take half. Oh, I take half. Yes. Thank you. Uh, that person rolled a five, so I don't think that they hit you. That's not gonna hit me. So no. that guy gets nothing but air. As I whiz past him with my improved 40 foot speed. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Okay, is that for the jump? That is for the jump, yeah. Are you sure it's not acrobatic? I, I just I, looked at this. <laughs> I do this okay. every... It's not every time I play D&D, because I always play uh, characters that have no no strength. Well, it depends. Did you jump to the other building, or did you do a front flip to the other building? Because then cool it's acrobatics. <laughs> did you uh, try no, and swim there? Athletics <laughs> check is 11. Oh, okay. Um, make a strength saving throw. Not bad. Oh, dang. oh no. This is to see if you if you are able to retain your grip. That is an unnatural twenty. Wow. Okay. So I it's guess a nineteen plus one. You are barely able to cling on to the edge of the building, but you are currently hanging there. Am I currently on the edge of the building where that guy is or the edge of the other building? The other building. That I was jumping to. Okay. So that's probably, that's your turn, I think. Yeah. Uh, Kitty, it's your turn. Um, okay. Well, F. Well, the good thing is right before uh, Kitty left the apartment, she packed a bag. So she's going to pull her hand crossbow out. Um... Yeah, fuck this shit. Um, 
And uh, as a bonus action, I would like to do insightful fighting against one of the, the one closest to where we would need to jump across the, the it thing. So, so, uh, you will make a deception check against my insight, and if I succeed, um, I get to use sneak attack against a target even if I don't have advantage. Ah, okay. It's like I'm studying their weak points to be able to shoot them wherever. So, let's see here. I, oh, I rolled really good. I rolled a dirty 20 on insight. Uh, well, this person rolled an eight. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, so then as an action, I'm going to shoot at them. 21. Well, that'll hit. So 15 piercing damage. Uh, you shoot them directly through the eye, and the guard crumples oh. and falls god. off the roof. Great. Oh my god. And a kitty's not <laughs> fucking around anymore! Oh, kitty is not only the one who has the brains, but also she does the most crucial damage. <laughs> right. Not fucking around anymore, people! And now she's going to use her 30 feet of movement to try to get over, at least to where she needs to jump over the roof, if not try to jump. Okay, that that gets you most of the way there. Great. That's the end Roman's of Kitty's jaw is turn. on the floor right now. <laughs> he cannot believe what he just saw. Herman, get your ass over here! Let's go! I can't believe you rolled that much damage. I was... <laughs> I rolled two fives on sixes! Yeah, well, I know. It's it's impressive. <laughs> Kitty murders. Kitty's a murderer now, okay? She kills that one guy. Yeah. Um, threw she through got the a window. taste for blood. She's done with this shit. So it is one of the other uh, trench-coated people's turn, and they are going to try and hit you, Kitty, with the truncheon, since you are now the closest target. Um, and that will be a... Oh, 12. Fuck. Oh, that will not hit, but I just realized I can do something that I didn't know I could do. Because it's my first time playing a tabaxi. I could have kept moving. But that didn't hit anyway, so fuck that guy! <laughs> okay, so... Herman, do you still have the police scanner? Which person has the police scanner right now? I do. It's in my pocket as I am dangling off the side of a building. <laughs> <laughs> With my little useless wings just like flapping really fast trying to get So, me okay, so you hear a crackling noise, like the sa- like the kind of the muffled sound of voices coming over the police scanner. And then uh so those of you Kitty and uh Herman on the opposite building, you see a grappling hook come over the side of the building. Oh, snap. That's not good. And it, you know, clatters and gets stuck on the lip of the building. Um, And this is, so this would be to the right of where you are. So it's not by a fire escape. It's not by either the fire escape that you came up or the one that you could go down on the opposite side of the building. Um, Oh, it's just on the side. It's just on the side, yeah. Henry, we're babies. We're level three nothings. I know. Well, you just I'm killed. You just won it. K- <laughs> um, and that is uh, that thing's turn. Uh, Herman, it is your turn. It's my turn. 
Okay, so Herman's actually a pacifist. So Herman doesn't actually want to fight these guys. So Herman's going to run to Kitty to try and help Kitty get across the roof. Do you want to try and, like, throw her across the roof? Or, like, what's... Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's do that. Okay. That sounds exciting. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead and uh, make, like, a strength... Strength basic? Or just do, like, a strength check. Strength check? I got 14. What's my strength bonus? gotta be good i would hope so yeah it's a barbarian and a goliath (laughs) and a goliath yeah oh there's plus five so 19 much like uh much like the olympic shot put available (laughs) to watch now on nbc uh you can (laughs) hashtag ads (laughs) hashtag don't watch the olympics they're really racist uh you are able to throw her pretty much all the way over there and she as it being a cat always lands on her feet, so... Yeah, except for uh, she's like, Ah! No! Wait! Put me... Okay! Oh, okay! Okay! Because she just got picked up and thrown across a bo- gap in a roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just run up to Kitty, I grab Kitty, and I, I look her in the eyes and go, Do you trust me? No! And then I throw her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> the final uh, person on the roof... Is going to try and hit you with a truncheon. <laughs> uh, Herman, that is. It's the fucking Three Stooges. These guys can't hit anything. Um, does an eight hit? <laughs> eight? Probably not. What's my AC? 13? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, Red, it's back to you. <laughs> okay. Um, not even What mad. do I need to do to get myself up onto this building? I'll let you do one of two things. Either make a strength check to pull yourself yourself up or make a dex check to see if you can swing yourself over to the fire escape on that side would that be straight up dex or acrobatics <sighs> always with the acrobatics i have um, proficiency in acrobatics <laughs> that sounds pretty acrobatic yeah that including dives rolls somersaults and flip yeah okay i'll, I'll let that be acrobatics that's fair okay i do a f- I try to do a flip onto the fire escape that's a 15 uh, you stick the landing, but the Russian judge is still not impressed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so I assume I still have movement. Sure, yeah. Um, can I get... Where can I get from this fire escape? Can I get back up onto the roof I was trying to get onto? Yeah, it's the same building. So you okay. can just I didn't know up. if it went all the way up to the roof. Yeah, it uh, does. Yes. I would like to get back up there, um, get as far as my movement will let me go. I have 40 foot speed right now. What do I see up here on this roof? Is there anybody up here around me? There is one other entity on this roof. Entity? Uh, so in front of you... in front of you rising up from a crouch is a warforged who has a hood drawn over most of his head or most of their head a warforged is a sentient machine created out of metal and wood that is a playable race in dungeons and dragons the game by gary gygax in its fifth edition (laughs) in its fifth edition uh, you can see in sort of the, by the light of the street lights that are around you, you can see the tears symbol 
and on his back are two large glass canisters. I don't like this man. <laughs> Tears um, symbol? Yeah. Like um, the Abbey symbol? Correct. Oh, motherfucker. Um, what 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 does it look like to me? It looks like just like a weird robotic thing. Um, not quite. So, I mean, it does look like a robot, but the metal is sort of kind of a gray green color, or at least that's what it looks like to you in in this lighting. Um, it has a faded dark green kind of hood on. And uh, there are two pale green specks where its eyes would be glowing. Okay. And um, it has two, as I mentioned, large glass canisters strapped to its back. There is... there. There's something that I want to do if I have an action left. I feel like it, in my player knowledge... I'm not sure about this, but I feel like a Warforged might have resistance against, like, being charmed or things because it's not technically alive. But I don't think Red would know that, and I'm not sure about it, so I think I'm going to try to do this. Okay. Do I have an action to do this? Um, well, you did the flip, and then you I don't did... know if that was an action or part of my movement. I'll, I'll let you make an action. Okay. So I am going to do a, a special feature that I have, which I can only use once per short rest, so I don't know, but I'm trying it. It's called Fey Presence, and uh, I can do this once per short rest. I can cause each creature in a 10-foot radius from me to make a wisdom saving throw. Or become either charmed or frightened by me. And I would like it to be frightened by me. A wisdom saving throw, you say. Uh, that is an unnatural 20. Okay. It is not frightened by me. And uh, I am very scared. That is my action. <laughs> and I am scared. <laughs> it frightens me. And uh, that's the that's it. That's all. Okay. Um, Kitty, it is your turn. Okay, so now I'm across the roof, apparently? Yes. <laughs> do I see this thing that uh, Red is seeing? Yeah, you do. I, I will, again, insightful fighting. Uh, it has to make a deception check. Oh my god, I'm really so good. <laughs> this is making up... That's uh, a four. A 22, so I will... Is it back to me? No, it's facing you. Okay, great. Well, I'm still going to shoot it. Kidding is so over this. Uh, dirty 20. That'll hit. Okay. 17 uh, piercing damage. Jesus Christ. Don't fuck okay. with me anymore. I'm done. I'm done with this. I just wanted to go to work tomorrow. This is why I have historically played rogues. You can't do a lot, but you can do it good. <laughs> I, I did forget that Kitty mentioned that she lived in Fantasy Kansas, so the only thing to do in Fantasy Kansas is to, to shoot your bow and arrow, yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Story checks out. <laughs> uh, do you do anything else? I uh, see red and go, we have to go 
now! And she starts running, and she uses her, well, no, I won't use my feline agility, because I can't then move again my next turn. So she'll just move 30 feet away from the thing. Okay, a guard is going to try and hit Herman, since that's, since you're the only one still on that roof. <laughs> um, <laughs> does a 16 hit? Yeah, my armor class is 13. Wow. That will do two bludgeoning damage. <laughs> two whole damage. I wasn't sure if the wow was going to be good for us or bad for us. <laughs> I think that these were like the the junior, junior, junior varsity cops. Their weapons are all made of nerf. <laughs> okay, well, that happened. The warforged in front of you, Red, is going to reach behind... And it twists on the sides of these glass canisters no. a little valve. I don't like this. And you hear for a moment a humming sound. And then inside the canisters you see a number of glowing, swirling pieces of light. And you hear a buzzing noise. And from the canisters, uh, go ahead and roll perception. Okay. It's a 19. Okay, so perhaps because you just spent so much time in the woods, but the creatures look a lot like fireflies. Do I know about any dangerous fireflies? Is that something I would have come across? Oh, there's a question I didn't consider thinking of an answer. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll nature. Okay, I have proficiency in that. Uh, that's a 12. No. No. You, okay. You have, I no. Like, I love that. No. Just no. 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 Not entertaining that thought. Nope. A swarm of these glowing green-white fireflies, or emitting greenish-white light, uh, begins to swirl around the warforged, and then he points at you, and the swarm mm -hmm. surges forward, <laughs> and begins to sting you. I don't like that. Uh, you take four fire damage. Okay, so that burns through all my temp hit points from shifting. Okay, so you're just at the 18 now. Yeah. Okay. Herman, it is your turn. So Herman got punched, so he's going to go into rage. He's going to trigger his rage, so he's going to channel his inner Vincent D'Onofrio now. He turns and looks at the guy that just punched him and goes, I'm going to rip off your dick and sell it to a hot dog vendor. And then I want to grab him. <laughs> what? Fuck. You're grabbing that? Is not a good person, I'm scared. Okay? So I want to grab that guy that just punched me, and I want to carry him as I jump to the other building, and I want to Yoshi jump off of his body and drop him between the two buildings. This is madness. <laughs> madness? This is D'Onofrio. <laughs> I'm going to have you make a couple of checks then. Uh, make, make a strength check first to make sure that you've got like a good grip on him. Okay, and I'm going to do this right this time. I get an advantage on strength checks that aren't attacks. Okay, cool. It's got 14 and the 15. So 15 plus my strength is 5, so 20. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, you you have him in hand. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, I guess it's athletics, then. You try to jump an unusually long distance. Okay, yeah, go ahead and make an athletics check. Okay. I got a six. <laughs> You're raging, though. Don't you have oh, advantage on... Strength yeah. checks. On strength, but not athletics. Athletics is a strength check. Oh, it is a strength check, yeah. <laughs> so 
So I did get advantage. Good call. Okay, got 15 again. It's another 20. There we go. <laughs> Thank God Bobby's here to tell me how to play D&D. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I just always, like, I, I've studied. I know when people have advantage. I'm not getting fucked over. God damn it. Okay, Without so Bobby, you... we would truly all be doomed. <laughs> in so many ways you've grabbed this guard you've gathered a little bit of speed and you've made the leap uh, you know time almost seems to slow down slightly as you're like in mid leap are you aiming for a specific thing or are you just like pushing the guy into the floor or into the street like what do you, what do you have in mind yeah I was just halfway across the two buildings I want to jump off of his body and push him straight down in between the gap Straight up Yoshi style. I'm going to regret asking this, but do you say any cutting words as you do this? Okay, so I jump across the thing, and I jump off his body, and I go, That's how the sausage gets made. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Do I need to roll another check since I'm jumping off his body? Uh, no. I, I, <laughs> you just do it. Just do it. Okay, so I just, I just do it? You just do it, yeah. Okay, so as I do it, I jump off his body, and when I jump away, I turn and I flip him off as he falls in the hole. <laughs> Incredible. That's just flavor, baby. <laughs> so as you're making that jump, you see that finally somebody has climbed up the grappling hook and is now on the rooftop that you were just at. So one of the <laughs> the remaining guard that you didn't throw off the roof is uh, going to attempt to jump after you. Given how they're rolling tonight, this could end very poorly for that guard. Yeah, let's uh, see how that goes for him. Well, the guard rolled a four. Oh, so yes. the guard uh, <laughs> tried to jump after you and joined his compatriot several floors down on the street. Like Lucifer descending from the heavens, the guard rebounded off of the torn brickwork, <laughs> cursing, cursing the people that lived above him. Or... Not lived above him, I guess. That walked on rooftops. That walked on rooftops. <laughs> uh, okay, Nate, do you have any more movement you can do to maybe, like, for example, get between me and this terrible man in front of me? I don't know the answer to that. Well, so here's the thing. You're going to be next. So you could go behind me. Is, is there more that Herman is doing, or is it my turn? I, no, I don't think that Herman can do anything else. Um, in that case, so this guy is directly in front of me, between me and the next building I get to. Correct. He's about 20 feet in front of you. I'm gonna try to run past him. I know I might need to make some kind of check. But I'm also going to uh, Eldritch Blast him as I run past. I rolled a nine, so that doesn't hit him, I imagine. It does not. So I guess, yeah, I, I guess I'm just going to make like a dex check or something to try to get past him without being grabbed by um, him. I don't, that's up to you. Uh, I w He's currently occupied in directing the swarm, so I'm not going to make you. Okay. I'm going to try to run past him, and then if I have enough movement, jump to the next building. Uh, again, I have 40-foot movement, so. Um, you have just enough movement to do that, but you are going to have to make an athletics check again. 
That's a 14. Yeah, you're hanging on the edge of the opposite building again. Oh, again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Recurring okay. <clears throat> okay, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. My little wings are just flapping crazily again. Okay. That's me. That's my turn. The Warforge raises one of his hands, uh, raises his wrist to his mouth, or where you think his mouth would be, and you can hear, Thorn, I need backup. God damn it. Oh, shit. God damn it. Oh, I should also say, I'm assuming you're not paying attention to the police scanner at this point, Red. Um, I mean, my passive... My passive perception is 11. That's just for me paying attention to generally what's going on around me, so... You hear the name Lampire. I don't like that. That's very close to Vampire. (laughs) I wonder if that's why he became a dentist. (laughs) the dentist's name is crentist okay that's me that's it okay uh kitty it's your turn uh how does the warforged look uh pretty good cool pretty pretty undeterred by uh great by by being shot yeah Um, very handsome like a young john (laughs) ham she is gonna move uh, just a little bit closer to kind of get between it and like not close enough i'm within 30 feet to so that i don't have disadvantage and she's gonna try to shoot it again okay a natural 20 suck it suck it bitches <laughs> she's done she's fucking oh done oh my god okay she Kitty, is the, the warrior only princess <laughs> that's not true herman's also doing things i'm not doing things Herman's doing things, but Kitty's straight up Rambo right now. Yeah. Kitty has had it. Uh, 24 piercing damage. Jesus Christ. We're going to get back to trouble, and Kitty's going to have 24 teardrop tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are able to land a good shot to the body there. Vincent, you, you, do something about this. God, you dealt, what, 41 damage to that thing so far? Yeah. It was 17 and 24, right? Yeah. I think it's tough as shit. Yeah. Uh, Lampire is going to look at you, Kitty, and point. Wait, who's Lampire? Oh, is ah, that... Ah, shit. The Warforged? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it's fine. It would have <laughs> come out. It's fine, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I still have my movement and my bonus action, so I want to... Oh, go ahead, yeah. I want to use those to try to get across the roof now. Because I can, I can um, as a rogue, I can use a dash as a bonus action. So, I, I want to I get across to red. Okay, uh, you can do that. And then, like I said, she's just she, she's pointing with her hand crossbow and being like, Vincent, you did Throw it off the roof! And then she's just, like, headed towards Red to, like, usher Red to keep going. Um, the Warforged is going to turn and point at you, and the swarm is going to come after you. Y'all, that's not a good storm. I mean, swarm. (laughs) A bunch. (laughs) Uh, Kitty, make a strength saving throw. 
16 minus 1, 15. Wow. Okay. I'm rolling uh, really good. You Okay, so you aren't knocked prone, but you are pushed for closer to the edge of the roof. So that kind of backfired, actually. Okay. Uh, Herman, it's your turn. Okay. So I heard Kitty, Kitty yell, and so Vincent D'Onofrio just locks eyes on the, uh, the Warforge and just rushes straight at him. And he's going to try and hit him with, with both of his uh, forearms, basically, just out in front, and just try and shove him as hard as he can to try and push him off the roof. Go ahead. So I just do a regular attack? Uh, yeah. You're going to do that. Well, for, I mean, you're going to roll it twice, I think. Once to make sure that you hit, and then one is going to be uh, against the other guy's strength. So roll the hit, okay. first of all. Uh, roll the hit was, I got 18. Yep, yep, okay. And then... <laughs> Uh, even without modifiers, you'd, you'd make that. So, yeah. and then go ahead and roll it again. And this is a strength check, so I get advantage, right? Correct. Or is it a strength check that's also an attack? No, it's just a strength check. It's just a strength check. Uh, so I got 12 for that one, but f plus 5 for my strength modifier, so 17. Okay, uh, god damn it. Okay, yeah, you push, uh... It's, I mean, it's a bit heavy because it's a Warforged and it's partially made out of metal, but for a, a handyman who eats his greens and and does his reps, uh, you... <laughs> he does not eat his greens. There's no proteins in them. There's proteins in some greens. In some greens. He eats specific greens, I guess. Not tomatoes, though. That's not red. Tomatoes. It's fine. <laughs> it's not green. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, with a sort of a screech, uh, the Warforged goes toppling over the opposite edge, and you hear a, a sound of crumpling metal and then a thunk. And then you hear a, God damn it! Where's my backup? So we hear Henry himself at the bottom. Yeah, me exactly. Okay, so as I knock him off the edge, as I knock him off the edge, you go... Uh, say hi to the devil for me, you piece of shit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love these one-liners. They're great. Um, well, you're. Okay. It's just okay. you on that on that roof now. Um, there's. I love how speechless Henry gets after Herman's monologue. <laughs> I can't follow that. Just up. like I don't know what to do now. <laughs> well, what about the grappling hook guy? The grappling hook guy's still in that other building, that, right? That is correct. I was just going to talk about that. Um, so he has walked to the edge of the building, but he perhaps witnessing the uh, ill-fated attempt of the guard to jump the gap. He is just sitting there watching you. From what you can tell, he has a light blue to silver cloak also marked with the symbol of the abbey um and you can recognize or you recognize his basic features enough to know that it's a hobgoblin what the, and who you the can see from the, the abbey employing anybody who they can have I they imagine. are an equal opportunity destroyer <laughs> uh so you're you all are out of combat now oh shit cool um, um, at least for the moment, but Red, uh, what are you doing right now? Uh, I'm gonna listen on the police scanner. Wait, I'm still dangling. I need oh, to get you're right. myself up first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, uh, 
Okay. Um, can the, I help can I... him up? Yes. Since I'm on the yep. other... Okay. okay I, I will there. reach down okay, and grab great. Red and help him get up. Okay. Thank you. Wait, isn't... Isn't Red on the adjacent building? I jumped over. Building? Oh, you did jump over. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now I'm listening to the <laughs> With Kitty. You hear the following. I know you must be able to hear us, so I'm just going to say this once. You've got the Kingfisher team after you. And uh, you might have pushed my compadre over there off the roof, but uh, he'll be back and he'll be mad. You can run, but uh, <laughs> you can't hide. So buzz away with your little hummingbird wings, boy, because uh, I'll catch you soon enough. For someone on the radio, they seem to have a lot of details. <laughs> they went through all our stuff and they're watching us. Well, well, well that and also uh, her. what I was going to say is that the hobgoblin is holding a walkie-talkie. So it's a, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so this is the hobgoblin talking to us. Correct. That makes way more sense oh, than what okay. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're omniscient. They're um, everywhere. For Herman, so that's okay. Um. So I am going to unshift back into myself because he has has insulted my wings, and I I feel a little you know uncomfortable. Also, as soon as he said you can't hide, I look up at Kitty and go, we should hide. <laughs> Wait. You <laughs> should hide. Yes, we, um, Vincent! Vincent D'Onofrio, please, would you, um, make your way over here so we can get the hell out of here, please? So, Herman leaves Rage, is now Herman again, so he's totally disoriented, he's looking around, he sees you two on the other roof, he goes, what happened? What are you doing way over there? Hey, hey Herman, we gotta go. Get over here. Okay, so Herman runs and jumps to the other side and joins them. I assume I need to roll to jump to that building again? Uh, you're not... Eh, sure. Yeah. Uh, 16. Yep, yep. That, that works. <laughs> you're there. That leaps like a majestic gazelle. <laughs> Herman never misses leg day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that guy's still watching us. So I want to get out of his zone. Maybe we can, like, jump another building or two and then go down, like, a fire escape where he can't see us anymore. I don't know. Kitty, you're the rogue. I mean, that that sounds like we should... Yes. Um, yes. Uh, we need to... Uh, let's just keep running for a bit. Um, and she will just start to run across to the next building, um, maybe looking for, like, chimneys or, you know, things like that to oh, kind of good. start darting behind and things so that we're not just running across straight open roof area that they can watch us run. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. We didn't, we didn't rest, so, uh, Dan, you don't have any, thing, like, illusions you can create to, like, block vision or anything, can you? So, I, yeah, the only thing that I have that is a cantrip is silent image. So, I, I can create a silent image. I could create a silent image of one of us heading off in another direction. I don't well, think I can do all three of us. Like, it's just one image I can do. Does it say how big the image can be? How big? Uh, yeah, it can be up to 15 feet. 
15 feet in size or 15 feet away? A 15-foot cube, and the area that I can make it is 60 feet. So I can I mean, technically, send... the, couldn't that do all three of us? Because each of us is, takes up, in D&D world, f- a 5-foot square. I guess that's true. We could all fit inside a 15-foot cube. So, um, yeah, I'm going to wait until we have, like, a little... Uh, ledge or chimney or something to hide behind, and then I'm gonna send a um, silent image of the three of us running off, like, to the left while we go straight. Um, And that's only gonna be able to go for 60 feet, but then I'll just have that image also hide behind, like a... Like another chimney or outcropping kind of thing on a roof. Um, we're gonna pan back to Treble, I think. So Treble, you're still sitting out on the uh, the steps, correct? Uh, no, I was inside uh, talking to. I was yeah, I was making that phone call to Hush Puppy Jones. <laughs> I forgot about Hush Puppy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I did not forget about Hush Puppy Jones. <laughs> I left base with. Uh, Ernest, and I'm going to head over to the phone and um, I, I used it before, so I'm going to pick it up and be like, hello? Uh, hello? Oh, it's you. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's me. It's me, Treble, again. Um, I need different number this time. And I read off the number four... Seven, two, eight, nine, nine, nine. Then there's also a five. I don't know what that is. Well, I'd say it's the number that comes after four, but what do I know? I'm just an operator in a thankless job. Uh, (laughs) Alrighty, I'm connecting you now. The phone begins to ring. Hello, this is Herbert Jones at Herbert Jones's Maritime Porn Emporium. How may I help you? I'm. <laughs> uh, who? Is, oh, I'm. I'm looking for a man named Hush Puppy Jones. Oh, that's me. Yes. <laughs> but didn't you just say that your name was Herbert? Yeah. Well, uh, Hush Puppy's a nickname. Oh, okay. Actual um, name is Herbert. So, well. My name's Treble. Um, I have a friend here who is very sick. Can I bring him up? Can I bring him by? It needs to be on the down low, though. I can't, can't have people knowing. Son, I'm in the maritime porn business. Everything is on the down low. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't quite understand what maritime porn is. <laughs> like, is it porn's... Uh, is it of boats? Is it yeah? Is it porn for sailors? Is it porn with sailors? Of sailors, uh, but is it uh, like of or about sailors who like wanna fuck other sailors, or maybe they wanna fuck a boat? <laughs> I I just don't know. Or maybe they all wanna fuck on the boat. <laughs> it's really confusing. The possibilities it's are endless, true. really. I don't know that you're ever gonna get a concrete answer either. <laughs> You'll perpetually wonder. Well, uh, I'll see if I can raise the surgeon, but you know, it's 
Oh, it's quite early, or quite late. What is wrong with your friend? Um, well, he's been shot, and the shot is turning black. It looks like it's spreading. It looks magical of some kind. Okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, if you come down by the waterfront, uh, I'll have my man Cecil take a look at it. Uh, very good. Um, I will wait for my friends to arrive and we will bring him down. In the meantime, is there anything that I can do to slow the spread? Have you have you tried turning him off and back on again? <laughs> Yes, that's what I was going to say. I love it. Oldest joke in the book. You know, uh, without being able to see it, I don't think I could offer you more advice. Very well. We will be down there very soon. Uh, How much does it cost? Oh, we'll figure it out when we figure out what we have to figure out. Okay, so kind of like a normal doctor's office then. (laughs) (laughs) Now, son, I'm going to have to let you go. I've got to get back to filming our latest latest feature, The Captain Goes Down on the Ship. Mm Mm-mm. Amazing. Oh, no. Oh, I love it so much. This Henry wins terrible. the episode. <laughs> oh yes. my god. That's so oh good. God. <laughs> so I'm going to hang up the phone and head back to Ernest and just kind of sit next to him. And I'm going to kind of look at the wound. Did anything happen from when I cast Healing Word? Do I notice anything's changed? Has it slowed at all? Or is it still looking the same? It looks about the same. Um, but you do start to smell like a rotting smell. Is Ernest conscious? Sort of, but it's like a fever dream sort of state. So he's like, his eyes are closed, but he's, you can hear him mumbling and he's really feverish. He's Frodo. He's Frodoing. Yeah, you know, that, that medical term, Frodoing. (laughs) What, What weird things does he mumble while he's having his fever dream? Year 3434 of the Second Age. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good episode. Uh, y- you can. Uh, I am going to make you roll stealth, though. And You can say that, but... Well, I don't know if there's anything that we would run into that would prevent us from doing uh, that. More cops! Yeah, there are a lot of not. cops out looking for us. Uh, I rolled a dirty 20 for stealth. Okay. No, I rolled a no. six. I rolled a seven. I get plus one. I got a seven also. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, you knock over a number of bottles in your in your haste to get away. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Uh, so actually, I should clarify before... I should have done this before I made you roll that. Are you on the rooftop still, or are you have you uh, well, descended think, to street level? I think what we would have done is like gone a couple more rooftops, like trying to zigzag through places in like on the opposite direction of where that silent image was going to hide, um, and then made our way to the ground so that we're not okay. Going to yeah, that's what I figured over. too. Okay, 
Um, as you're doing this, several more cop cars go by you, but they do not stop. Um, and then a larger van with the Abbey symbol goes by as well. Also does not stop. Is it going in the direction of that? It's it's image? like it's following the cars. So it's from where you Are just those were. Those going in the direction of the silent image. Uh no. Well, where did you what direction did you send? They're, they're going like in the direction of the blue leaf apartments. So opposite okay. from the way you're going. That's all that matters. They're going the opposite. Yeah, they're, go, they're going in the opposite direction. Okay, so we're sneaking. Couple of sneaky sneaksters. Yeah, we're a couple of sneaksters who are not doing a great job, aside from Kitty. Which is that not always the way? Pretty it normal. Is? No, because yeah. last time I tried to roll stealth, I think I rolled like a two. So. <laughs> yeah, we all struggled last time. Um, okay, so as you're doing this, uh, you see a rather inebriated-looking Triton uh, come walking down the street towards you. And, uh, Herman, you would recognize who this is. Do I need to roll? I, I recognize him. How do I feel about this person that I recognize? So this is uh, the Triton who hangs out at the on the steps of your building. Oh, yeah, we like the Triton. Yeah, you, so po- yeah. you feel positively towards him. Yeah, well, what was the Triton's name again? Bottles. Hold up. Bottles, that's right. Such a good name. Do we, does he like see us and recognize us or can we sort of hide from him in order to not get him involved in our business? Uh, he sees you and he kind of waves his hand and walks toward you. Yeah, he's that drunk, he's that you're, that drunk guy on the street when you're like trying to just sneak out of that person's apartment because you shouldn't be seen leaving a man's or woman's place, but then they're like, or person of, of, of sexual interest, but they're like, oh, hey! Uh, Herman is already oblivious to the fact that he's trying to be stealthy. He's like, hi, Bottles, how's it going? Oh, hey, Herman. Ah, just another night on the town, you know? And he takes a swig of a swig of his bottle. He's like, hey, uh, by the by. And he leans forward and his voice, like, changes. Hey, buddy, uh, I understand you're uh, having some trouble, is that right? Herman gets super nervous. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Every, everything's fine. Just doing normal stuff. Just going going for a walk with my friends here. Hmm. Buddy, you're, uh, you're a good guy, but uh, you're a terrible liar. Listen, uh, if you need a place to crash, uh, well, you know where to find me. He, he takes a piece of crumpled paper out of his jacket pocket and he hands it to you, Herman. He tips his very ragged-looking uh, trilby hat and then continues to shamble off on towards the blue leaf. Very cool. Thanks, Bottles. As we walk away. No problem, kiddo. Inside of the crumpled piece of paper is an address and the words, The Orchid Macabre Bar. And there's a little, like, drawing, in fact, of a flower, of like a purple, a deep purple flower with a skull kind of in the middle of it like it's the marquee of the business i turn and i show kitty and red i'm like look at this bottles is a really good artist i don't know why he's homeless he should be an artist no i did i think it has to do with the phone that you have in that guitar case and uh and Ernest and uh i think we need to just get back to beelzebut and uh yeah, we gotta get back. <laughs> Treble will know where this place is. 
I'm sure he will. It looks sketchy as fuck, so... Alright, let's get back. Okay. Um, Treble, so what are you doing now? So I would, I'm just kind of waiting by Ernest's side just to kind of... I, I'm really just kind of at this point waiting for the group to come back. Um, and... Because they've been gone for a while now, so at this point I'm starting to get, not worried, but I'm starting to just get a little, like, uh, a little uneasy. Um, especially with how bad Ernest is getting, I want him to get him to Hush Puppy Jones uh, as quickly as I can. God, I love that name so much. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm just kind of staying by his side and just seeing if he, like says anything or anything like that like of importance like i know he has a lot of stuff so i'm just kind of waiting by his side um okay you don't for a while it's just it's kind of incomprehensible um but at one point he like has a lucid moment and he looks up at you and he's like oh lad i thought i thought you would have gone by now no I will stay by your side until you are better. Oh, lad, that's uh, that's very kind of you, but uh, I don't think I've got too much longer. No, no, you don't say that. We will. We have. We have somebody we are going to take you to who should be able to help. I would have followed you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good fucking episode, guys. <laughs> Dan's just excited with all the Lord of the Rings. It's yeah, that's that's what it every is. Every time. And then uh, Ernest reaches kind of feebly, and it's really like labored. Like it's it's very difficult for him to do this, but he reaches down into his pocket, and he holds out his hand to you, Treble. And opens it, and there's an ornate brass key uh, that has a little emerald at the top of it. And he just looks up at you and says, This goes with something I gave the handyman. And as he says this, he passes out again. How many trinkets is this guy going to give us? I grab the key. I'll just actually put it in my pocket. I'll put it in my pocket and like sit down next to him again and just kind of bases sitting on the bed like next to next to Ernest just purring um and so I'll sit next to him and just wait for the group to arrive just thinking kind of pondering about what the key is Treble's definitely interested at this point this is far more excitement than he's had in his life in a very long time so he's very very interested to see where this goes are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> DM! DM! I need to go to the bathroom! DM! I'm out of snacks! DM! McDonald's! 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 Don't make me turn this campaign around. I will go back and kill all of you right now. <laughs> you thought you pushed him off a roof. Too bad. Oh, yeah, you, you, have a, you have arrived back at Beelzebuts. At this point, it is like dawn now, right? Yes. Yeah, sun's starting to come up. Kitty is exhausted. She is hurt. She just killed two people, probably. She is at to the point where, like, freaking out. Like, all of her cat hair is on, like, standing up. She, You can tell, like, the hackles on her back are, like raised she's just exhausted and freaked out and it's just like we need to be done with this 
then she's thinking, fuck, I'm not going to be able to go to work today. What am I going to do? I'm going to be in trouble. I mean, it is the weekend at this point. She probably had to go in to do some filing or something. True. She's like, she's like, she's so freaked out right now. So are you guys going to try and rest or? I mean, we have to, but if. If we've got to get Ernest somewhere, well, let's get yeah, let's let's meet Ernest. let's meet up yeah, with Treble and we see We go what he back has to where Treble is to get the update on the situation. Yeah. Well, uh, I won't make you play through all of it, but yeah, you're in the basement again with Treble. Treble, we're back. We got all the stuff. So yeah, then then there was a robot guy, and uh, he had all these bees, lightning bug bees, and uh, and then we got a call on the radio. From this goblin man, and apparently the Kingfishers is after us. It's a big thing. Is that the plot of a book or something? No, this is what like... happened. Oh, shit. Yeah, Kitty shot a guy in the face. Oh, yeah, she's real good. I had a cigarette. Um, I drank a little bit earlier. Um, it was pretty chill around here, though. Sounds like a good night. Really happy for you. Yeah, no just unfazed by the fact that we just only committed multiple murders (laughs) that's trouble always cool under pressure so while i was out i came back the doctor told me that Ernest is getting worse and i kind of like pulled the the uh bandage back a little bit to show them the the black stuff spreading from his wound it's spreading and it's getting worse. We need to get him to somebody who is more of a specialist than this fucker. And I, <laughs> I point directly at the guy and I just look at him. I'm like, this fucker. I have been given the number and contacted somebody by the name of Hush Puppy Jones. He said that we can take him there and from there we can probably rest. Clap treble on the back. I'm like, I love it. Taking the initiative. We also ran into bottles, and he uh, he gave us a, a card for the Orchid Macabre Bar, and he seemed di- different than he normally is. Like he knows something. Uh, you know that it is a a favored place for a number of gangsters in the city, and you also know that. It's a pretty nice bar, as bars go. Um, it wouldn't be difficult to find uh, people who would sell you magical ingredients or items in there. That is a that is a move that we should maybe make later. That place is well. <laughs> absolutely awesome and i mean let me tell you one time i found this wand there oh my god anyway so uh you need we are our first priority is getting Ernest better we need to take him to to hush puppy jones and then we can go there i promise you we'll have fun when we get there but we need to take care of Ernest first yeah okay, so I, I, i'm game i yeah i hand um treble the case with the tome and the sword inside it and, and i pick phone. up uh, Ernest. the phone is in there too oh yeah the phone's in there too i still have the police radio but i think it's turned off right now okay so i will grab my sword out of the uh guitar case and put it in just kind of slide it into my belt loop 
and cut off um, your belt, and then your pants fall off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will grab the key and pull it out and hold it up. Ernest gave this to me when he was conscious. I think it's for that, and I point at the box. And Henry, am I? I've got magical uh, abilities. Like I, I'm a magically adept person. Can I feel any sort of like magical energy coming off of this phone? Yeah, you're doing Arcana check, right? Yeah, you do that. Oh fuck! I'm yeah. also a uh, magical 19, person. So Twenty-one. I don't understand anything about magic. My no, you're—it's just forest one. technology. It's just my good old friend Jerry. Jerry, um, <laughs> yeah, you get some pretty strong magical vibes off of this phone. Um, it's also worth pointing out two things. One, the key he said was for the book. Secondarily, you also get pretty strong mag- magical vibes from the book. These are well beyond my knowledge of how to handle, but I can tell you that somebody at the Orchid will definitely be able to tell us more about these things. So I stand let's up get this and say, we to need to doctor. get going now. Well, let's g- get him to the doctor and maybe take a nap. I'm exhausted. That could use a nap too, I'm pretty tired. I... I- I could use some sugar. <laughs> Everyone just okay. stares at him. <laughs> okay, get some si- simple syrup from the bartender, maybe. That is what Take I was it. drinking earlier. Yeah, I get some of that to go. <laughs> Kitty. And I look at Herman. Will you grab Ernest? Yeah, I've already got Ernest. And Kitty grabs the bottle of marshmallow whiskey she got earlier and just takes oh, no. a swig and starts following Herman out of the bar to wherever we're going next. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Dial M for Magic. Our cast was Dan Rogland as Red, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty Bradley, Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, Jordan Fugit as Treble, and our dungeon master was Henry Rogland. If you enjoy the podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And if you do so, we'll let you name a person, a place, or an item, anything you'd like in our universe. So if you want to give us some crazy item to wield, or if you want us to meet your great aunt twice removed, I don't know, head on over, leave us a review, let us know what you think, and just maybe we'll come across your item. Follow us on Twitter at M4MagicCast, or on Instagram at dial underscore M underscore podcast. We have another episode coming at you September 2nd. We look forward to seeing you then.